don't forget, it ain't the first 48, bro. It's 60 minutes, bro. You come with the king, you best not miss. You're not locked in this game. Count Zone 32. 32. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of the Zone 32 podcast. The boys have returned. My name is Jake. His name is Drew. His name is Will. His name is Trippy. Say what's up to the people, man. What's up, peoples? I mean, you know, Drew always say fuck the people, but I'm going to say what's up, peoples? <laughs> no, we say, say fuck, fuck Jake. You must say fuck Jake. It's not fuck people. Oh, yeah. I'm on good terms with people for now. I haven't been yelled. Yeah. Actually, no, I, I got yelled at on Twitter a couple times today, but I'm not. Uh, yeah, you know, mostly, mostly Twitter. Fuck beefers. Jake this week. Yeah. I like that. Fuck Jake. <laughs> fuck Jake. Yeah, yeah, fuck, fuck y'all Jake three bitches. And that's all. I fuck Drew every week. Little Mark. Anyway, let's get into it. Recapping the dub because the Ravens hosted the Lions on Sunday and they made them look like a kittens because they beat the shit out of them. 38-6. to six. Lamar was... I believe 21 to 27 for 357 yards, three tutties through the air, one on the ground, played phenomenal football. 36 yards on the ground. I know that because uh, he fucked my parlay. Doesn't care about your parlay. Well, that's probably was 14. Was it 4 0? 4 0. 4 0. Where was 14? That's a bitch. I hit every leg. I had a nine nine legger, and it, it was the one that didn't hit. Fucking Lamar Jackson is a noted. I don't care about your parlay guy. No, so, and I, I'm not mad. Is, I'm not mad at true. him. I'm not mad at him. I'm just I'm I'm just putting it out there because I did. No, you're that, the, you're I did give the parlay the out. I did give the parlay out to the people. It was a good parlay. It's a good bet. But yo, that that that's what's crazy though. Although he don't give a fuck about our parlays, is this crazy? Because like us as Raven fans, we happy with the win, but at the same time, we mad as shit. Our parlay ain't hit. I mean, yeah, I of all the things, it. but also, I, I mean, I, I, I did uh, manage to get a, a, a good bet in on the late game. So I, I, I made my money back. I'm good. Well, there you yeah, go. I, had a, I had a successful uh, college weekend and then I had a, I had a decent parlay hit for the Ravens and then my uh, minus seven and a half. Hit, oh, yeah. So I, I had a good hit on the Michigan game, too. So, yeah. And if fucking, you know, um, Colorado State was in a fucking bum school, I would have hit for like 7,000 on the weekend. But, you know, they uh, they fucked me. Can't stop UNLV for 25 seconds, fucking losers. Ohio State and Penn State, fucking loser schools. Uh, Agreed. Couldn't, couldn't, couldn't score 44, yep. over 44 and a half. Give me a fucking break. Could you imagine being a doctor and graduating from Ohio State? Like, how big of a fucking loser do you have to be? Sip. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, Siv uh, did give me the, uh, the, the baseline for that parlay that I hit. I did add some legs to it, but. Yeah, I mean, he fucking wasted his time getting a medical degree when he could just be like a full-time parlay, you know. He is a sharp machine. better. He is a sharp better. The only speaking thing I wonder... Go ahead. Yeah. Go ahead. No, go ahead. I'm about to say, speaking of parlays, I did do like a late parlay that I posted. I'm sorry, Ravens flat wing here. I think we need that Nelson Aguilar like 11 yards. Mm-hmm. But I mean, it was close. Yeah, I had him for 25 plus in one of my parlays. He only had that one catch, but... Yeah, I mean, just to get into the game, I, I think we need to um, address that, you know, Trippy fixed the offense. Like, that's sure. just yep. it's just a fact at this point. Um, you know, Todd Munkin clearly wasn't aware that at the professional level they played for 60 minutes. And Trippy let him know, you know, it's 60 minutes. And then all of a sudden, puts together a full game effort. So, 
Um, you know, kudos Trippy saving the Ravens, uh, saved Mike McDonald last year, saved Todd Munkin this year. I feel like, you know, we need to start picking individual players now that Trippy could be like, hey, you know, it's, uh, I don't know, whoever the fuck we want. We want to get a couple sacks or something like that. And then we can start betting on that. and We'll make some real money. I think that's the move. You know what's, <clears throat> my bad. You know what's crazy though, Jer? I lie to you not. I'm going to see if I got the video of this. I was talking to Mike earlier. I said, hey, Mike. I ain't seen you since Pittsburgh, man. I like what you was doing. I said, hey, Mike, go ahead and run that art to play again. You know what that was, right? Art yeah. That, that coming out the what's the name? And I'd be damned if he ain't do it. What's good? Arthur mm-hmm. Mall, that's fucking good. Uh, I, yeah. He's probably been the most surprising secondary pickup we had because I didn't even think he was going to make the team to start off with. And now he's just fucking baller coming out of the slot. So I like him. Um, I mean, there are like no complaints to be had about the game on Sunday. Their offense looked great. Uh, really only the Justice Hill fumble that they gave to Lamar. But uh, I don't know, regardless, like, I feel like Lamar has more, I, I think over the last, I think it's like four years, Lamar has like 37 fumbles or something like that. And he's only lost 11 of them. But I bet you if you go back and look, the majority of his fumbles are these RPO situations where he maybe tries to pull the ball back and it gets knocked out by the running back or the running back doesn't think he's going to get the ball in that situation. It's some kind of miscommunication on a handoff like that. I feel like that's also like comes with the you know territory of running those RPOs. So I'm not like too mad about it, but also it's kind of like annoying of like, I wish that, you know, justice would have held onto that ball. Yeah. Well think um, about you know, the I mean, fact that the, there's been a lot of uh, a lot of running backs that have come through the building. So that, that probably has something to do with it too. Yeah. That he just doesn't seem to be in the end. Also, I don't know if you can ever be in a good rhythm with Lamar because he's that kind of guy who will hold on to the ball for the longest amount of time and decide if he's going to yank it back and take it himself or or not. Like he's um very patient with his runs. He's not like in a rush. He doesn't get happy feet. I don't really and remember like it ever was, happening with Gus though. He also doesn't. They don't do a lot of RPOs with Gus. That's true. Not not not. I, that think, same. I think they did a couple times. Yeah, I, 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 they, they just, couple. I, I'm not saying it didn't happen. I just don't really remember it. If it and did. I think it was a fumble on one of them plays too, if I'm not mistaken. Actually, I think earlier in the year they had a fumble, him and Gus. So it, it happens. It is what it is. Like, it's annoying, but it's also like, uh, you know, if he's going to, if, if that's going to result in one fumble and a bunch of broken plays where they gain big chunk yards, like, I think that's probably a trade you make. Um, yeah. yeah. The RPOs that they were running on Sunday were that, that one that I think it was like the third play of the game, the one to Odell where Lamar faked the handoff and then took two steps forward and then just kind of, beautiful, you know, short armed it to, yeah. Like if we ran that play every play for the entire game, I still don't think the defense could stop it. Obviously you don't run it to Odell every time, but like you have a running back coming across the formation, you have Lamar could potentially run it. And then you have, you know, Zay Odell, Mark Andrews, somebody like that sitting, you know, 10 yards down. Like, I don't know how you defend that because at some point you're getting in that situation where you have, and it was, um, I think it was Chris Sims I saw posted a video. And so he had that Odell play. He had uh Mark Andrews play where they did a, you know, designed rollout and the safety and the linebacker bit down on Lamar. And he just, you know, it was a nice like 15 yard gain to Mark Andrews. Mm-hmm. You know, nobody was near him because, you know, they only had the one safety over the top at that point. And at that point he had gotten a first down. And then it was the 80 yard pass to Gus, which was literally just, uh, you know, designed screen, the linebacker bit on Lamar. And then he just, you know, toss it out to Gus and let Gus do all the work. Like that's, that's the danger of Lamar Jackson. He doesn't even have to run the ball. He's just, you know, such a threat to run the ball that you have to put somebody on your defense watching him at all times. Mm-hmm. And it comes to a point where 
either he's going to be covering the guy running a route and Lamar's going to be running at him while he's flat-footed and Lamar will make a miss, or he's going to bite down on Lamar and then you got a wide-open wide receiver right there. So, And that's just that's, – that's how the offense should work, and that's the kind of stuff that I like to see on Sunday. You know, Todd seemed to finally be a little bit more creative. Um, some dipshit former Arena League player. I think his name's Kurt Warner. I don't know. He was the quarterback of the greatest show on turf. Um, he got carried by his Hall of Fame supporting cast. I uh, decided to crack off at the mouth on Twitter and responded to me like a moron. But, um, you know, he's the only he's, he's the only one that I've seen who said anything negative about the Ravens offense this week. So, yeah, what, just, a, what a weird what a weird uh, move by him. I mean, well, so and like, I know I'm all of you saw thing. that and it, uh, you know, obviously they uh, destroyed the Lions, who everyone said was awesome. But I disagree. Clunky and slow. Like, yeah. Fuck you. Put up 38 points like shut the fuck up. Kurt Warner had two good seasons in his entire career. And again, he had Marshall Falk, Isaac Bruce, Torrey Holt. I think Orlando Pace was on those teams. Like in a lead offensive line. I mean, just just stop talking. Like go go film your Disney movies and just fuck off. Like go go back to bagging groceries and playing Arena League. I just I, I I've never understood guys like that. And then they get the, you know, I get the weirdos in the comments of like, well, Kurt Warner played in the NFL, so he knows money. Shut the fuck up. No, he doesn't. He doesn't know shit. He's just looking for clicks. Like, it's not hard. If he had said the Ravens didn't play a perfect game and that they're still, you know, you, you could spin his tweet in a in a way of saying, like, look at how good the Ravens looked on Sunday and there's still more that they can do. All right, like, I'd be on board with that. Like, he's right. Like, you know, you could score 80 points in a game. I mean, yeah. the Ravens offense has that capability. So, fine, if you want to go that route, that's fair. But <clears throat> this entire idea that, like, oh, they, they looked bad and clunky and slow, like, shut up. Just stop. Yeah, that that that's that's clickbait. That's that's uh, that's you know uh, my analyst job doesn't have me you know be on TV full time, so I got to get a paycheck from Elon Musk. That's that kind of take. <clears throat> yeah, and then defensively, Geno Stone is fucking great. Justin Vanderbeek is great. Uh, Patrick Queen's great. It sucks that we're going to potentially lose some of those guys this offseason. Um, I, I hope they don't, but it's going to be tough to keep them all under contract. Kyle Hamilton's fucking awesome. I mean, they, you know, Arthur Mollett's awesome. Marlon's awesome. Like, there's really nobody on the defense right now that you look at that you're like, uh, this guy's kind of a liability. Right. And we, we just don't have liabilities on defense, which is phenomenal. And again, we forget, like, like sometimes I forget Roquan Smith's on the team because, like, of how good the defense is that he's, like, isn't forced to make, like, sideline to sideline tackles 24-7 because other right. people are wrapping up or, you know, guys are getting hit in the backfield. Well, and remember on the stream, he made a tackle and – this just says a lot about Patrick Queen. I thought it was Patrick Queen making the play. So, like, the fact that Patrick yeah. Queen is playing and looking like Roquan to the point where I mistook Roquan for Patrick Queen, that's another – I mean, it, it, I, I hope we find a way to keep Patrick Queen. I doubt that we will, but it would be great. You think about it. So you're an opposing offensive coordinator. You're probably going to avoid Marlon. Like, that just makes sense. And you're going to avoid running to Roquan's side of the formation. And so now you've put Brandon Stevens and Patrick Queen in these positions to make plays. And they've made plays all year. Yeah. Yep. And Mollette, too. Yeah. And Mollette, again, the, that um, you know that corner blitz was great. But even in coverage, he's been very good. Yeah. yeah. And I think Mike McDonald's been smart with him, too, where he's not really trusting him to, you know, tail somebody on a post on the field. Like, he's kind of keeping them. Not in the box, but clo- you know, within ten yards of the line of scrimmage, that's clearly what he excels at. So, right, you know, well, Mike yeah. McDonald's a smart, smart guy, and clearly has figured out how to use his players to their strengths. Well, and the safeties are are playing out of their minds. 
I mean, the fact that Geno Stone is leading the league in interceptions and he's realistically our third safety is fucking wild. Right. Yeah. I mean, and, the, and fa- it, the fact that we've lost Marcus Williams basically for at least half the, the game so far. Yeah. Um, he, he, I mean, it's not showing up, you know, I mean, that, no. so all, yeah. all, all we're going to see and, and Geno Stone was making plays before he was in, uh, you know, a role where he was getting a lot of playing time, too. So it's just we're we're fucking stacked back there, man. And and Mike McDonald, us like collecting safeties has been obviously by design. That's just like that's well, his he weapon. runs that he, he runs that three safety defense. And also we have three safeties who are not married to a position. You know, you have a lot of guys who are like a center fielder yeah. or a box safety, but we have guys who play both. Right. You know, Marcus Williams could rush the passer if you really wanted to. That's not a strong suit, but like he is capable of making those plays behind the line of scrimmage and capable of, you know, doing the dirty work in the box. And Kyle Hamilton can do both and Geno Stone can do both. Yep. And so now you have three positionless safeties with a coach who, you know, excels with having these positionless secondary guys. It's just like a match made in heaven. Yeah. Well, so, you know, obviously the, you know, the best team in the AFC or, you know, if you're talking about AFC contenders, the chiefs, their offense runs through, uh, Travis Kelsey, and we have an answer for that with these safeties. We're better than the Chiefs. I think we Way are. Better. Yeah, well, I mean, transitive transitive property. They lost. They lost the Lions. We kicked shit out of Lions. We're better than the Chiefs. Right. <laughs> I use the right. I use the right trans word this week. Credit to me. <laughs> I studied up on my English, but um, yeah, like the transcendental property. Yeah, transcendental, trans positional, trans, whatever, transgender. I think we're the best team in the AFC right now. I think we're the best team in the NFL, to be honest. But um, I I say that too. So I tweeted something last week, basically, that said, if we play a full game, if we play 60 minutes to to, uh, piggyback on Trippy's messaging, uh, this this team, there's not another team that matches up with us just because the talent top to bottom on the roster, the way the roster is, is constructed and uh if this team can play a full game nobody can beat them and they just and i think they can even be better than they were last week but if they play like they did last week there is not a team that matches up with the ravens period and anybody who argues the the alternate anybody who argues the other side of that is being unrealistic they're just not they didn't watch the game or they're they're just biased because this team is built to play that way it's just that they have to do it. They got to execute. And last week they executed for six. The minutes. only thing the Ravens have not proven so far this year is that in a close game, can they put up the points they need to at the end of the game? Can they be efficient in the red zone and not settle for three every time? And can they score in the fourth quarter when the game's on the line? There's only been two opportunities and they haven't done it. Right. It doesn't that's mean true. they can't, but like, that's the only thing is that they're well, kicking the shit out of everybody. So they're like yeah. untested in that. Um, here's, here's, you know, realm. but, what I would say to that is this, that this team is built to score points and the defense is built to limit other teams and how much they score. So like right. we may never see them in a close game where they have to score points. You know, like we might not see that because in a game where they are scoring points. So like the only reason we would see them in a close game is the offense isn't clicking. And that's my whole yeah. point. If the offense clicks, the defense has been consistent every fucking week. There's not one week where the defense has has let up. Um, I, you know, the the Pittsburgh, the the George Pickens touchdown, that the only touchdown they scored. Yeah, it's it's the we're, I'm in that spot right now where like I'm thinking like uh, 
you know, like a doom and gloom Ravens fan where I'm like, what is the one thing that I would hammer this team on? And it's just that they haven't shown that, you know, when the offense isn't playing well, can they still win the game? Right. And, so my, yeah, my whole thing is as long as, yeah, as long as the offense is scoring points, yeah, as long as the offense is scoring points, I don't, I, I have no concerns because the defense uh, to me has shown they're go- they are going to play 60 minutes every week. As long as you score 20 points on offense, I feel comfortable with this team. Same. Yeah. And that's, that's, you know, pretty much the league average. So that's not a big average performance. Yeah. That's not a big league average performance on offense. I, I like our odds. Against yeah. anybody. If they score 25, they will not lose. Yeah. I mean, That's even in their games, the most the most points they've given up this year was to the Colts, correct? No, that Bengals, was, 24. No, it was the Bengals. Yeah, but that was yeah. Bengals had one, the kick one, returns. That one, wasn't yeah. the, Bengals, Bengals had the kick returns. So that wasn't – I'm talking defensively. They didn't get – that's not a – defense doesn't get credited for giving those points up. That was a right. kick return, so – no, no, I yeah, yeah so I, I'm just okay. saying the team, the team though. I'm just saying if we score 25 points, I don't see this team losing. No, I, I don't either because the defense yeah. doesn't give up more than 25 points ever, you know, at this point. So, right. I mean, yeah. Lee, I mean, average right now, the Ravens, the only team to have not given up 100 points this season, yeah, as an average seven. of what 13 a game, 13.8, six tutties in seven games, 13.8 points per game, yeah. I, I don't know. I didn't read the tweet fully, but they're on some kind of defensive pace that puts them ahead of the 2000 Ravens. Mm. Something to do with the touchdowns given mm. up. And like they've given up less touchdowns than the 2000 Ravens have at this point. I think they've um, given up five touchdowns. Yeah. Which is absurd. Like that's okay, just, Mike. you know. Okay, Mike, yeah. keep it up, Mike. Yeah. And people yep. wanted Mike, people wanted Mike's head on a stick outside the castle last year at this time. So, well, and, I mean, and the touchdown they gave up to uh, to the Lions was garbage, garbage time touchdown. Yeah, yeah. that was um, and actually after they gave that up, they stopped. But that was the one drive, I would say, that they kind of played soft zone. Yeah, they sort of. But also the Lions, they, they did the right thing because the Lions were taking the short chunk yards and killing the clock. So they were almost like at that point, you were almost mathematically eliminating the Lions from winning that game. Right. I think right. the defense was like. The, the way that the Detroit was moving the ball, it was like, just let them do it because they're killing the clock. And, and you yeah. know, that, if you give up, if you give up a touchdown in that situation, but they have to kill eight minutes to do it, like then you're looking at, you know, 12 minutes left in the game and they're not going to score that many points. They're not right. score 32 points in 12 minutes. It's not going to happen. Right. Yep. So, yeah, I mean, just, you know, wire to wire dominant performance. Um, actually, you know, Kyle Shanahan has now blown to, uh, you know, two games that they should have won. While we've had two pretty wire-to-wire dominant performances from our team, um, Kyle Shanahan is the guy that our fans love to point out of. This is who I want as our head coach instead of Harbaugh. I feel like Harbaugh is going <laughs> to trip his face. <laughs> I, I they they fucking they're up my ass all the time. I'm like John Harbaugh is like, a better coach than Kyle stupid. Shanahan. It is. What, it is. what has Kyle stupid. Shanahan ever accomplished? Nothing. Oh he oh he oh he gonna get us to the Super Bowl? Then we gonna lose? Yeah, Kyle in, Shanahan in crushing fashion. Kyle Shanahan's the guy that can drive you to the wedding venue, but he can't get you the ring at the end of the day. So, like, hey, I don't want that. Hey, bro, I ain't going to lie. The way how some of these favorite fans be talking sometimes, boy, I could just imagine if they was in EDC shoes, boy, our team would be sorry as shit. Yep. Agreed. Agreed. Like, they're sorry you know, as shit. They they follow the, like, I don't even know, like, these, these cliche, like, nerd convention online where, you know, you want to spend all your money on edge rushers and wide receivers and cornerbacks, and then they forget that, like, the guys who are the real difference makers are the ones who are up the middle for us. 
Yeah. I mean, that's been the biggest key this year is you have Matt Abike, um, our, 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 you know, friend of the podcast, Devin pointed out today that Matt Abike is having a better year than Nick Bosa. Just, it is what it is. It's just statistically accurate. He's, he's got more sacks, more tackles, more everything. He's playing like an Aaron Donald up the middle. Um, Patrick Queen and Roquan Smith is the best linebacker duo I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. Like it rivals Navarro Bowman and Patrick Willis, I would say. That's yep. the only one that comes to mind that's even like close to that same caliber. And then, like you said, our safeties are fucking playing out of their minds. So up the middle, we're just unbeatable. Like we're so strong up the middle and it's, it's you know, spilling out to the rest of the defense. I mean, Jadavian Clowney looks like he's a rookie again yeah, in the backfield every fucking there. play. Owe was it, all over the place. And, and uh, Kyle Van Noy. Yeah, Kyle Van Noy looks like a, you know, fucking prime Patriots Kyle bro, Van Noy now. Hey, hey, bro, that's another dude that balled out. Because I remember I talked to him in Pittsburgh. I said, yeah, we're going to buck me to Baltimore. So, you know, he came and talked to the fans. I said, hey, bro, you know it's the OG day. That's all I had to say. He said, yeah, I already know. Terrell Suggs day. Ball out, bro. Two sacks. I could take that. Yeah. When when we get former Patriots players and I get texts from friends saying, like, fuck you. Like, why'd you have to get this guy? I'm like, all right, <laughs> he's going he's gonna to be a good one. You know, and they, they liked Kyle Vanoy here because, again, he's not a um, – He's not a flashy player, but he, like he does what he's supposed to do and doesn't make mistakes, and that's exactly what you need to be in Baltimore. So, mm-hmm. yeah, and again, bargain bin signing for you to see there. Uh, you know, there was talk that we were potentially going to offer him more money than Clowney, and that he was holding out for a better offer. That better offer never, never came, so now he's here for cheap, and we got Clowney for fucking nothing. I mean, like, just again, hats mm-hmm. off to EDC. Like, fucking everything, everything came up EDC this offseason. You know, you look at, you got Odell, you got Lamar to sign, you got fucking Zay Flowers falling in the draft, you got Jadavian Clowney playing like a rookie again, you got Kyle Van Oy playing out of his mind, you got Darby Rakiasin, fucking Arthur Mollette looking like all all pros. It's just, you know, Justin Matabike is having a career year, Geno Stone's having a career year, Patrick Queen is even better than he was last year, and he was really good last year. Uh, Roquan Smith is Roquan Smith, and, you know, Kyle Hamilton has taken a big step forward and I didn't even think that was possible because I thought he was lights out last year. Yeah. So I mean there's just um, like even Ronald Darby. I mean he's yeah. a good pickup. Yeah. Um, he's physical. He's I mean, um my yeah. only, you know, Darby I feel like too is still kind of getting back into football shape because he didn't play last year because of the knee. And right. so the more you see of him, you know, he's still got that like physical, you know, nose for the football ready to get in the guy's face. And let's say by week ten he's, you know, feeling hundred percent healthy at that point. Like Another great, another great pickup. And yeah, Even, everybody was uh, crying about how we didn't have good enough, you know, corners. But now, like looking at the guys we have, it's it's fucking wild that they're working Even, out. This um, one. Brandon Stevens has been doing. Oh great. yeah, it's almost like Brandon Stevens was a running back and played two years of corner at a you know no name college and needed some time in the NFL to uh, adjust. And now in year four or year three, he's looking great. See, one thing about me, right? I've always been a Brandon Stevens fan since we drafted him. Right? Yeah. But, duh. Like the other day, I watched like a story. Like you know, how sometimes you just bore. You just watch old shit for real. So I typed in mm-hmm. Randy Stevens, and it basically was like a story of him because you know he went to um, L- I mean not LSU. He went to um UCLA at first. UCLA. Yeah, and he wanted yeah. him to be he was a, a running back. back at UCLA. Right, but yeah. the thing about it was he ain't want to be a running back no more. You feel me? He wanted to play court like a DB, so that's why he went to SMU, and then he got his opportunity. So like. Just watching that story and seeing where he came from, like from year one to now. Like, I mean, I know it's still early in the season, but I mean, that boy balling out. You feel what I'm saying? He's he balling out. 
he is a prototypical project draft pick of you take a guy who's like a freak athlete and playing kind of a new position and he's got a lot of skills that you like and you know you give him time and he's, he's fucking good if he develops like even average ball skills will be a lockdown safety or a lockdown corner in the NFL. That's really the only thing missing from his game is I feel like his timing on, you know, balls in the air and he's got to turn around and make a play on it. He's still a little bit lacking on that. And he's not great with the picks when he gets thrown kind of a gimme interception, but, but you know, that'll come like, that's not yeah, something he almost, he almost had one Sunday. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I think that, and again, I think that like you give him another couple weeks and, you know, he's got a lot of confidence going for him. Now maybe he picks that up, takes it out. Yep. I'm mad about that, Stevens, man. You should have had that. That was to the house, man. Yeah, and there was nobody in front of him. And again, he's a running back, so he's got the vision. He's got the, uh, you know, But this just to, pig- just to piggyback on what you said, though, like, I don't really see no holes on the defense. Like, everybody playing their role. Broderick Washington, like, even Michael Pierce. Like, you feel me? Everybody playing their role. Oh, yeah. Like, you can rotate everybody in. So I can just imagine, like, even if Jabo come back, like, we ain't got to expect too much from Jabo. You see what I'm saying? Even if Todd Bowser come back, like, they can just, you know what I mean, play a role. Yeah, they can they can slot in, and you're not expecting them to play starter snaps off the bat. And, you know, just be good in short bursts. And then maybe those short bursts, you take somebody's starting job at that point. But, again, yeah. like, you're not – you don't need them to come back and be, you know, world beaters like we have. We have guys. Yeah, and no, I, whole, yeah I'm pretty much of the opinion that whatever we add – is is icing on the cake. I mean, we have a, a we have a, a, a pretty complete roster as far as I'm concerned. Um, you know, I think the one I think of any position we have on the entire team, the only one where we could stand for like a, a significant upgrade is at left guard. But as we've talked about, they those guys don't get traded. Yeah, and I think running back is somewhere that we could. You know, if, if Saquon, Derrick Henry, and Josh Jacobs are truly on the block. And those are guys that could potentially get moved. They are a significant upgrade to Justice Hill. Yeah. And would do wonders for our team, but we don't need them. No, so that's what not, I mean. So, yeah. If we don't make a running back move, it's not like, uh, oh, that's the difference between winning the Super Bowl and not winning La- it. Last but year, I'm happy, last year, I'm happy if any of those guys come in, any of them. Yeah. Last year, not getting a wide receiver at the deadline killed us because we didn't yeah. have any wide receivers. You know what I mean? Like we had no depth there. If we don't go get a pass rusher and we don't go get a corner and we don't go get a running back at the deadline this year, like I'd like to get them because, you know, again, you're just, you know, you and I have always had the same opinion of you want as many good players as possible on your team. And so if you can go add another good player, fucking do it. But like, there's no urgency behind it. Like we don't need something to make us a better team. Yeah. Yeah. So I think if we go get uh, a big name, I don't think it's going to be a rental. I think it's going to be somebody that uh, is going to be here for uh, a couple of years. So, you know, um, is Hunter's under contract, right? Moving forward. No, Hunter, Hunter's done no, it he, this year. No, he done it to this. Okay. Yeah, so him, him, Sweat, and Chase Young are the three names that seem to be hot in the streets right now. I, I honestly don't have a preference between the three of them. My preference between the three of them would be who is the most realistic to get. Um, you know, who, who is going to be the easiest one to pry away. Because money is not an object here. I feel like you can, you know, make it work with the one year left that you just leave some money with whatever team trades them. And Washington and, you know, Minnesota are not going to compete this year. They don't care about money. They just want draft picks for next year. So, you know, I think you can go get a Daniil Hunter or Chase Young or a Montez Sweat for, you know, second, third round pick. The same way that you got Roquan last year. Uh, Same way you went and got Yannick in the past. 
Uh, same way you got Marcus Peters a couple of years ago. Like, I feel like those guys are, if the other team is willing to actually move them, like you can get them for a relatively cheap, you know, draft capital wise, and you can make the money work. And then all of those guys are young enough to that it would make sense to extend them and, you know, sign them to a three or four year contract and pay them the money that they're looking for because they're legitimate talents. So if I had a oh. preference, I think it would be Hunter because I think he's the most productive out of those three. Um, well, he, he, he had like eight sacks. Nine sacks. Nine, nine, hey, nine hey sacks. breaking news. Did you, did you see this, Drew, that Craig Breslow is going to be the uh, Red Sox GM? Yeah, I'm not thrilled, fucking nerd. Okay, we had it. Okay, we had it. He went to fucking Yale. Like, you know, fucking fuck your analytics and nonsense. Just fucking go pay Shohei Otani in that. It's working, it's working out for, for the Orioles. Analytics yeah, are working like... out for the Orioles. They got a Yale guy. Yeah, did you guys uh, win any playoff games this year? No. It's first year of the Dang. window. First year of the window. Yeah, but like I, I'm, you know, again, uh, this spoiled brat Boston fan. Like I don't, I don't give a shit about having. Well, like, a you know what? Hopefully, team. the Yale nerd can help you guys not have a losing season next year. Yeah, I mean, hopefully, the Yale nerd can realize that John Henry's got a lot of fucking money, and you should spend it on some fucking pitching instead of you know James Paxton and you know other cockbags that fucking suck balls at pitching. You know, fucking build a bullpen. <laughs> Corey, Clue. you got me. Go- you got me going here. This is bad. The, the, nobody's gonna want to hear this. I fucking bitch about the Red Sox for fucking hours here. Um, <laughs> All right, hey, well, why don't we? Why don't we pivot then into? Let's move well, on. We can pivot. We can we'll pivot, pivot to the GM. We can pivot to the GM who's doing a good fucking job and is in a great position to. You know, again, he's playing with EDC is playing with house money at this point. Yeah, oh, yeah. Like we have a good team, and so anything he does at the deadline to add to an already good team is a good move. Yep, agreed, hundred percent. And yeah. fuck draft picks, fuck money. Like, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, you know. and and the people who have been on his ass about drafting also they're they're basing that on like they're using like Ojabo as a as an example of that. Ojabo's in year two. If, if you Google. Or not Google. If you Twitter search Ravens 2020 draft class, there are people who have been praising it in the last week who have said this is such a sneaky great draft by EDC. Who last year were saying this is maybe EDC's worst draft class. This is worse than 2019. Right. 2019 was a bad draft class. Okay, nobody's going to argue that with you. That was clearly his worst draft class. Also, his first you know draft class as a GM took some swings, misses, some things happened that were out of his control. Guys didn't work out. Whatever. 2020 has been a very good draft class. 2021 has been a very good draft class. 2022 has been a very good draft class. And 2023 is looking solid. Um, and, you can't, uh, and you can't really assess a draft class in year one. Uh, what, what we're learning is you have to wait until at least year three to, to, really, like, and, to really say that draft sucked. And even then, you, you, you may have to wait all four years to really see it, it play out. The way, especially the way that this the, team, the only thing, the way that, that the way this can, organization, you know, progresses players. I think the only draft pick you can judge year one is your first round pick, mm-hmm. um, because you draft a guy in the first round with the expectation of him coming in and making an immediate impact. And Zay Flowers is our wide receiver one. So yeah, yeah. Well, so here's what I would say: you can you can judge a round one pick in year one if they make an immediate impact, but mm-hmm. you you can also reserve judgment until year two or two or three on, on a round one pick. If they end up hitting in year two or three, then you can't go back. You know, like if you, if you declared them a bust in year two, because they didn't, they didn't hit yet, but then you year drafted, three, they, they explode. You look like an idiot. If you said that, 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 that pick sucked. Okay. So you drafted Rashad Bateman 
to come in and be your wide receiver one right away, and he has not worked out. Right. You drafted, you reached on Adafi Owe knowing that he was a project pass rusher and you wanted that fifth year option on him. And that's why you, you know, got the second first round pick and took him early like that. Realistically, always probably like a second round talent that you are looking for that extra cheap year under team control. So you can't judge Owe year one. No. Because I don't think that he was drafted with expectations of coming in and making an immediate impact. Well, and he is, you can he, and, and, right. And the development on him now, you watch yeah. him now, he, he looks better and better every week. Now, if you know, he would he was, stop he that was stupid out. fucking spin move. He'd yeah. Be yeah. That really bothers you a lot. I know it, it, um, because he just, he looks fucking stupid. Like you just stand there and spin around. Just you're fucking big, fast and strong. Push the fucking fat guy in front of you over and go tackle the fucking quarterback. But he, he is just looking, he's looking very wall. legit to me. He's looking. He he looks at times like I have trouble differentiating him from uh, Clowney. Yeah, yeah. He's got the same. The only difference between him and Clowney is that when Clowney gets the quarterback in his sights, Clowney finishes the play, and Oa does not finish the play every time. He has start. He's starting and to I finish think, though. He is starting. He's to starting to finish it a lot. He's starting to finish it a lot more. I would say that he never finished his first year. No, you're and right. Second year. And now he is finishing with a lot more frequency. Okay. So, and, yeah, but, but now what you said, how, okay, we got that second first round pick that year, right? Yeah. With, with the trade, we took him knowing we could get the fifth year option on him. He's in year three. He's starting to click. We're going to get year four, right? I think yep. that he's a, he's a prime candidate for a fifth year option to be exercised because if we get him, we get the benefit of him for five years and we see where he is right now in year three, you can presumably say in year four, he's going to be better and more of like a fully formed pro. Well, and, then and by- his fifth year option is not that expensive. Right. So you're talking about, I think it's probably like 12 or $13 million. Realistically, he's going to produce at at least what a 12 or $13 million pass rusher on the market is going to get you anyway. Right. So and, and he's going to have, and he's gonna have years in the system. So it's like, yeah, yeah, exactly. Right. So that's why I'm saying like, these people, tw- Twitter, just like it gives too many, it gives people who shouldn't have the ability to uh, share their thoughts with the world uh, a platform to speak. And then other people who are also dumb see it and they piggyback on top of it. That's the, it's the, it's the piggyback people because there are legitimate criticisms to have always. It's just, yeah. it is what it is. Nobody's perfect. And so somebody will post a pretty rational criticism of a player or something like that. And then you get the idiots who will read one sentence of that and be like, this guy sucks. It's the same as everybody who's cherry picking. Yeah, yeah. they cherry pick. It's the same as people who would freak out about, you know, Patrick Ricard's snap count last year. Like the reason why people, the reason why smart people were mad at Patrick Ricard's snap count last year was because they wanted to see a creative passing offense. And if you're routinely running heavy sets, you're stifling your creativity. And so that's why people didn't like seeing Pat. That's why smart people didn't like seeing Patrick Ricard on the field for. 70% 70% of snaps last year. It had nothing to do with Patrick Ricard himself. It had to do with what him being on the field represented play calling wise. But then you would have the 50% of Twitter that are fucking morons that would be like, oh, snap count 70%. Ugh, you know, fire Greg Roman. Patrick Ricard sucks. Meanwhile, Patrick Ricard is having, I would say, probably one of his best seasons as a pro. Oh, for sure. Um, and it's because he's being used in the way that he's meant to be used. Yep. Right. And, yep. you know, again, credit Todd Munkin is very good at figuring out what guys can do when using them. So, you know, credit to Todd and credit to Todd for knowing that having a 300-pound guy who loves to fucking hit linebackers but who also has some decent hands on him 
you know, and using him sparingly is the right way to do things. You know, Patrick Card's probably around 30, 40% of snaps, I would say. And that's, that's his sweet spot. That's where he yeah. should be. Yeah. And he's not, you know, running wheel routes. He's not fucking motioning out to the slot anymore. He's motioning out to an inline tight end. Yeah. <laughs> and that's, that's the right move. Like you, you can't be, you know, you put Patrick Ricard, the farther away you put Patrick Ricard from the line of scrimmage, the less valuable he is to your team. Right. Right. And so, you know, as long as you're continuing to put him at an inline tight end, fullback, H back, where the fuck he, as long as you're keeping him, you know, within that front seven, he's fucking, he, the, there's nobody better than him. No. Yeah. He's great. I, I, I was talking to some people tonight about, about the Ravens and they brought up Pat Ricard and I, and like we agreed the best way to describe Patrick Ricard football player. Mm-hmm. He's a football player. That's yeah, he it. Again, way, that is his entire yeah. identity. He is a football player. He, he will, he'll, he'll do whatever he is told. He would line up and be our quarterback. If somebody asked him right. to, he'd be like, he'd be like, maybe I'm not the best, but I'll fucking figure it he out. He could legitimately right. play. I don't know, 65 to 70% of the positions on the field. Yeah. And I'm not saying that he should. I'm just saying. No, but he could. Yeah. He, he, it, it's amazing what that guy can do. So, uh, and, you know, again, I, I like we're saying, 30 to 40% of the snaps in the role that he's meant to play. That's what we want to see. I don't want to see him uh, being used as like, uh, you know, Debo Samuel or something like that. But when, uh, when Roman would motion him out and put him in the slot last year, I would want to put my fist through the fucking television yeah. because like you are then putting him in a position that he's not good at. Yeah. And, and then there's he, no point and then, doing that. And then uh, poor Pat Ricard's getting, getting shit from people for it. Like getting fucking killed. And it's like, yeah. you got your fucking, you know, Osama bin Roman here, fucking put him out in the slot. Like, bin What's bin he supposed Roman. to do? Say no. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But that's the, yeah, exactly like Patrick Ricard is not going to be like, Hey Greg, I'm not going to do that. Like, that's just, that's not who he is. He's doing what the fuck the coach telling him to do. Yeah. All right. Well, let's, let's talk about Arizona. Yeah. Um, let's do it. I don't think that there's a ton to say about this game because Arizona is not very good in Arizona. I don't think it's trying to win football games at the moment. Um, you know, Josh Dobbs is having a showing to kind of extend his career as a backup quarterback. I would say that he's at least proven that, you know, your starter goes down, he's going to go out and try and not be a complete moron with the ball. Um, you know, they have some fucking elf playing wide receiver for them that I thought retired a couple years ago to go be a full-time Twitch streamer, but apparently he still plays football. James Conner, if they say one time during the broadcast that he had cancer a couple years ago, I'll probably punch my television. But, like, that's the only interesting thing about him. He's just an average run-of-the-mill NFL starting running back. He doesn't do anything special. He doesn't do anything bad. He just – he is what he is. I'll tell you – I'll say one thing about him. He will have a stretch of games, like a three- or four-game stretch, will he'll score, like – Three touchdowns. Six touchdowns. Yeah, he's yeah. he he is a he is a touchdown machine. He is a um. What what do you call it? Like uh, remember how Adam Dunn used to be like he he'd go cold for like a month and then all of a sudden he hit like thirty home runs in a month. Yeah, like that's that's how that's who James Conner is as a running back. Is that he's going to have uh, or Jackie Bradley Jr. is actually probably a better um. Adam Dunn you know, had forty home runs and two hundred strikeouts, like four straight seasons or something like that. It was yeah, crazy. Or, you know, Jackie Bradley Jr. was a 120 hitter for six months of the year. And then one month a year, he'd hit like 530 and looked like the greatest player of all time. Uh, and that's kind like of what when, when they played the Orioles like seven times in a month too. Yeah. And, but that's, that's who James Conner is, is that, you know, you put him against, you, you play a stretch of three bad front sevens and he's going to fucking eat him alive and rush for a buck 20 and three touchdowns in all those games. And then all of a sudden, you know, it's going to be three weeks later 
and he hasn't scored a touchdown and hasn't cracked 40 yards in the game, you're like, oh, shit, what happened to James Conner? Yeah, so, I mean, you know, he's – and we're very good against the run this year. Actually, I would say this has been – I don't think he planned, though. I, he played last week, didn't he? Or did he get hurt? No, I think he out, I think he out for a couple games. You might be right. Uh, like I said, they're not a fun team to watch because they're not good. You know, so like they're, they're uh, you know, they're, they're a four o'clock team typically and I'm watching Red Zone because they're not, uh, they're not entertaining to watch. And so, yeah, if he's not playing that, that's even fucking better for us. I mean, they have Rondale Moore, yet another fast midget wide receiver. Well, like, and they've been using open. him, they've been using him as a running back. Yeah. And they just, uh, they just put Ertz on the IR too. So he's not playing. Yeah. What a, um, what a, what a gross roster they have. Like a blowout. Yeah, I mean, they got Trey McBride, who's like a decent tight end, but not anything special. Um, defensively, they have like nobody who moves the needle. You know, Buda Baker, but he's not even healthy. Yeah, and he doesn't want to play for them anyway. He's asked for a trade. Hey, Buda came back last week. Hold on, he Buda came back. He came back last week. Hold on, against he the came, Seahawks. Did he play? To my understanding, they activated him from IR, and he came back and played. I thought he I just. Go back I thought, and his, I thought his practice window opened, but you know, whatever. Ew, you but still, that's the only threat you have on that defense. So right. then that's okay. Stay away from number three. The rest have fun. Like Isaiah yeah. Simmons was a was a fucking problem because he's just like a weird defensive player that you know plays multiple positions and you got to watch out for him. But he's not there anymore. So hey, he got traded to the Giants. Yeah, for like nothing. Yeah, I mean, again, that's like first, you know, top ten pick that they use on him, and he's just nowhere to be found now because yeah. they yeah. got rid of yeah. him. Yeah, and and you know. Lamar is kind of a like safety uh, like uh, neutralizer because safeties have to account for Lamar Jackson. Isaiah Simmons is the kind of guy that could have done what Dur- could have did what uh, Derwin James did in that Chargers playoff game, where yeah. you know you play the box and one, and you put Isaiah Simmons on Lamar, and he could be a problem. But they don't have a guy like that on the defense anymore. And Lamar isn't a rookie anymore, so I, I just don't know how no, that, but- how that what works anymore. If you're if you're yeah, no. Uh, th- this the only way this game isn't a, n- a repeat of last week is if the Ravens are flat. That's it. And honestly, it's not going to be a repeat of last week because we expect the Ravens to win thirty-eight six this week. Last week, beating the you know Lions, who were five and one, getting talked up as like the best team in the NFC, beating them thirty-eight to six was meaningful because that was kind of like a real test for the Ravens. That was a real team from the NFC right. coming in that was. You know, a lot of the analysts picked the fucking Lions to win that game. And do you I mean on other, Twitter? On Twitter, Lions money line was trending before the game, right? And even you know, you had I think it was Russell Street Report does their like their weekly anal, you know, their weekly lineup of everybody writes like a paragraph and picks the game. And I think most of them picked the Lions in like a twenty three twenty kind of game, or the Ravens in a twenty three twenty kind of game, like. I mean, the general consensus around that game going in was that it was going to be close and that and the, the Lions were fucking up. What, what was it? Ryan Clark, I think, said that he trusted Jared Goff more in a close game than fucking Lamar <laughs> no, Jackson. No, like, no, 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 no. He said he trusted Jared Goff more on Sundays, period. He said... Uh, okay. uh, well, yeah, so and, even stupider. And, well, and his point wasn't to disparage Lamar. He was basically saying he trusts Jared Goff like more so than almost any other quarterback in the league. And that that's to my that that I, I believe he's talking about what I said last week where over his last 17 games Jared Goff mm-hmm. coming in was like 37 touchdowns and four interceptions. Like he takes he was taking care of the ball. So Right. And then you had 
It's on like on that mullet blitz. He had um, it was either Pierce or Broderick Washington dropping the coverage, and you know what I mean. There was a bunch of plays like that where it wasn't a fully like Wink Martindale exotic front, but it was uh, you were sending pressure from places that Jared Goff wasn't expecting it, right? And you had guys in lines of sight that he wasn't expecting to see him, and it, it flustered him. And that's yeah. how you beat Josh Dobbs too. Is again, it's a backup quarterback, right? Like don't don't do anything stupid. Like you know, stay within yourself, but. You mix it up a little bit up front, and it's going to fucking cause problems for him. Yeah. So, um, and there's no shot Kyler plays, right? No, they're not going to. They are not going to have his first game back with that injury be against this defense. There's no way. Yeah. Yeah, that's and, that's fair. I mean, maybe if they're playing some trash bag team, yeah. he might play this week. But yeah, yeah I can't no, imagine. no, they're not going to they're they're gonna, gonna throw jump. him out there against the Ravens. But um, my only argument to that is that they are a proven stupid team. And so True. stupid teams do stupid that, things. That, so. that is that is definitely fair. But I would say this. So we are now kind of like we have PTSD from the last couple of years. But let's think back to 2019 when we would kick the shit out of a team. We would fully expect they were going to kick the shit out of the team the next week. And they did. Yeah. And so let's hope it's it's a repeat. Let's hope that. I mean, this team mentally seems locked into like they don't they do. say dumb. They don't say dumb things to the camera. They don't act dumb like they're just. All about business seems like that. The only, just, you know, yeah, the only, the only hiccup along the way was Bateman when he had that bad game, and then he, uh, you know, deactivated Twitter and 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 ran and hid from reporters. But see, like, I, I'm at the point mentally with Bateman now where like he's legitimately wide receiver four. No, no, no. But yeah, no, no longer... I agree. I'm just saying, like, in terms of accountability, has not been a problem. Got like Marlon came right out and said, like, admitted that he blew the coverage on on yeah, Pickens. On Pickens. Um, so like, and, and Lamar, you know, after the Colts game was pissed off about it. So like, it is what it is. And, uh, you know, I think we don't have it. We don't have a, a culture that we had a culture problem for a couple of years and Hollywood yeah. was a big part of it. So thank God. We he's said that many, we said that many a time on the yeah. podcast that he was the one dragging Lamar down. And he was the one dragging the team down. His, right. You know, and you know, selfish fucking making cookies in a tree ways. Right. Well, and <laughs> well, and people like to shit on on Harbaugh, but Harbaugh sets the tone for the the culture of the team. And I know it bothered him that the team what was uh was not like taking losses personally and was kind of like letting each other off the hook. So the fact that we're back to to this now, this this is this is a Harbaugh culture. I mean, like you know. So actually, I want to I want to put an old take of yours. Um, you know, back in the limelight here is you were not happy with what Harbaugh said after they lost to the Steelers. Um, you thought that yeah. he was too positive about that. Is he that way because the team was so hard on themselves? And so maybe that should have been, uh, you know, and granted, like we've seen how it's played out since then. So like hindsight's twenty twenty, but maybe that was Harbaugh, you know, balancing out the locker room. I don't you know. Have to be, but you don't have you, to be a you hard also, ass. You, know, you never know if, uh, if the players after the game were like, hey, coach, you don't have to say that bullshit. We, we, we sucked, you know? Mm -hmm. So like, but that's what I'm saying is, so maybe, maybe that was more of a, you know, the, the players cared, like you said. And so Harbaugh didn't feel like you needed to go and light a fire out of their ass in front of the media. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, uh, all I know is uh, it, it feels different this year. It feels, it feels more like 2019. It feels more like a, a Ravens team that takes shit personally. And uh, it, it, there's, there's definitely some edge with this team that we've been lacking. So, I mean, like Trippy, how are the vibes in the stadium? I mean, you've been to enough games now. Like, does it feel like 2019 again? Uh, I mean, a little bit. I say like 65%. 
No, I say like seventy five. No, sixty five percent so far. Like we so still ain't getting, getting there. Spencer it, said it, that it, this past week it was crazy in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it definitely was crazy. Like, but I'm just saying, like, we still gotta see. Like, you feel me? It's just one game, though. Wants to be honest. Yeah, like, you gotta, you oh gotta no, yeah, I agree. Yeah, week. I agree. You, you totally know what I'm agree. saying? So we 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 gotta see what we gonna do this week. You, you know what I'm saying? You know I'm gonna be interested to see how they travel. I think it. Uh, you know, we know our fans like to go to away games. So I'd like to see how many Ravens fans are going to show up in Arizona because I bet that that Arizona is having trouble getting people in the stadium right now. It's, well, for for my dollars, because I was supposed to go, but I ain't going to boy, change of plans. But there's a lot of Ravens fans going to be down there. So. That's, what I, yeah, I, that's what I'm looking forward to seeing. So, yeah, I mean, I, so, yeah, I, I don't know I, how much more there is to talk about with this game. So, I mean, we, we definitely have to do some score predictions, some uniform predictions. Some and, gambling things. And some gambling picks, yeah, and and then we got to talk music. Yeah, that we All do. Right. Jake, 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 you got to go score first so that I can bully your pick. This is a weekly tradition. Oh, oh, yeah. Let's let's just talk about last week. Me, who was the only Drew, one that was right on the jersey? Well, you were right, and and but I, yeah, I very I very uh, clearly uh, stated uh, that I was picking with my heart. That's fair. Uh, but and I was I almost right on the score. If if you took the seven, if you took seven away from the Lions and gave them to us, then I was well, right on. Well, the I score. was about to say, me, you, and Trippy all were over thirty points, and it would basically blowout wins. And and my prediction was that my it was thirty one sixteen, but I said that their last touchdown was going to be a garbage time add on touchdown. Yeah. So I was just wrong I, on yeah, that. I, I was just I wrong agree on with that. you on that too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So they, but they like, showed no fight at the end. Yeah, we we were we were we were in the the ballpark. We just, I mean, it would have been really Jake. ballsy to predict thirty eight six. But yeah, Jake Jake the pussy thought it was going to be a close game. So Jake redeemed well, yourself. What the fuck have they shown us until this week? They hadn't scored over thirty since the Pats week three. All things Four. considered, I was like, hey, I needed to see it before I believed it. That's all I'll so, say. Well, you didn't so. get you didn't get many presents from Santa growing up, I guess. Yeah, not. <laughs> no, of course, no, of course not. I've, so, Jake, no. what's your what's your jersey combo and what's your uh, what's your score? Jersey combo's tough. I get the shaky feeling at some point they're gonna wear the forbidden uniform, but I'm not gonna predict that because that's a curse. So I'll go white, purple, white jerseys, purple pants. Thirty-one, nothing. We're gonna shut out. Oh shit! Our first shutout since what? Twenty seventeen? No, they shut I mean, out the Titans. I don't in see how they Eighteen. Yeah, they were yeah, that that right. That's right. That. They did the eleven sack game. You're right. It was like twenty two right. nothing or something like that. Yeah, it wasn't mm-hmm. a high scoring game, but we shut them up. Yeah, twenty one nine. All right, I'm gonna go thirty one nothing. I'm gonna go white purple as well. Um, just seems like a white purple kind of game, and you know if they do go white white, I'll be kind of bent out of shape, but I'll live with it. Um, I'm gonna go thirty five ten for the final score, and again, I think it's like. Last week, where those time, 10 points, yeah, those ten points don't matter. Like yeah. the game's never, the game's never in reach for the Cardinals. But at some point, we're not going to, you know, we're going to let them take chunk yards on the field, and that's how they're going to end up scoring. Is you know, we're going to let them kill the clock. So, all right, trippy. Uh, this is crazy. I'm a, I'm a, I'm gonna go with the the white white combo. Oh. I ain't a big fan of it. I'm oh, sorry, no. but I, that's I the just forbidden feel like. Combo. I just feel like that is that's a forbidden combo. Yeah, I'm sorry, y'all. Well, I mean, if you're gonna get rid of it, you know, you got to get rid of it. You got to wear it once a year. Yeah, get rid of it against a yeah. bad team. I could live with that. But my score prediction, 
I'm going to go with my man Todd this week again. I feel like it's going to be like a 42. I want to say 42 nothing. I want to say go with Jake, but I'm going to say 42 9. They probably get a couple field goals there. I'm going to go That's like 42 right. 9. That's all right. right. So I, I'm going to make, I want to throw up. I, I'm going all white too. I'm going white, white with the pick. <laughs> I hate it, but I think it's, I think this is the week for it. Uh, we wore it in in Vegas a couple years ago to start the season, so there's kind of a history of wearing it in the on the West Coast. Um, and then my score, I'm gonna go forty nine three. Oh, damn, I like that. So I don't well, think Lamar it. Jackson. I don't think Lamar Jackson plays the fourth quarter. That's gonna be my hot take of the game. And, I think and, you know what? I could I could see Tyler Huntley having like a huge quarter too, coming yeah, in and I mean that could, throwing could a, a throwing a touchdown or two. Um, oh, and by the way, Malik Cunningham got cut today by the Pats. We should have a waiver claim on him and put him on our practice squad. Yeah, I mean, why not? Yeah, I, I don't yeah. see no. I like it. Y'all like it. I like it too. I guess. If he's going to yeah, develop I mean, anywhere, it's going to be behind Lamar Jackson. Yeah, he's got he's already his mentor, right? Yeah, I mean, you know, they both went to Louisville. He's got the Lamar Jackson tendencies um, in terms of like you, you just if you you know, covered their face while they were playing. Like, they played very similarly. Lamar's Malik, just much better. Malik Cunningham obviously models his game after Lamar. Obviously. Yeah, yeah and so why not let him learn under Lamar? It right. can't hurt. And again, anything to get rid of Tyler Huntley, I'm, I'm on board with. So. Right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, okay. Now let's talk about so, some gambling picks. How about that? Yeah. Um, so I'm going to go, you know, a Lamar plus 200. Because like I said, I don't think – plus 200 yards. Um, I don't think he's going to – play the full game so i'm not confident in doing like a 250 or 275 i think he could easily hit that number but i think he goes safe this week 200 plus yards i'm gonna say a zay touchdown and a mark andrews touchdown um you know mark's kind of owed one from last week and i think zay's owed one from last week and mark had two he's owed another one yeah he's he's on a tear (laughs) why not mark andrews is owed like two touchdowns every one o'clock every game so you know I just think that he's owed a touchdown every time he steps on the field at this point. Is that not a fair, uh, fair thought? No, no. I mean, I think, he, and I don't think. I mean, it's probably like a minus one fifty or something for him to score. I mean, a touchdown there's a, there's another week, so. there's another tight end in the NFL that's getting way too much press because he's dating a country singer that nobody I mean, he, likes. So um, yeah, um, yeah. He's also he scores a touchdown every week too. That guy's pretty good. Yeah. So if Mark scores two every week, you know, is Taylor Swift the problem? And is that why Mark Andrews is going to be a better tight end than Travis Kelsey? Taylor's not a Taylor's not a problem for anyone or anything. Big, big problem, huge problem. Um, <laughs> all right, here's 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 my picks. I I, I got Odell scoring this week. I can I like see it. Odell I like loves that. Arizona. Od- Odell trains in Arizona in the off season. He's 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 at home there. And so. Odell caught that ball towards the goal line this week. Um, I think he ended up getting taken down at the two or three. I but think two years ago. Yeah, I think he was pissed off that he didn't get in. Bro, he yeah. wanted to score bad as shit, bro. Like he wanted to run yeah. it over, like. Well, remember he's got a... big time incentives built into his uh his contract, contract. for for yeah. a lot for all the all the re- the receiving benchmarks. So yeah, and so I think that it, it makes sense that he scores this week. Like he he wants one, and he's looking like Odell finally. Yeah. Yep. So yeah. So all right, I got Odell to score. Uh, I'm gonna go back to Lamar forty plus rushing yards. And I'm gonna hit uh, Mark Andrews 50 plus receiving yards. Yeah, that's not even like a fair. That's just like taking money from the sports book. That's gonna be like minus 800. 
No, it's not. That's gonna that, that'll that'll be that. So that 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 parlay will Mark probably Andrews be 50, Mark Andrews fifty plus yards is going to be minus eight hundred. Well, I'm talking about the parlay. What, what do you think? I'm going to yeah, bet that I'm straight. Just, I'm saying that that I'm not. I'm saying that that leg is just like a given. I'm, I'm well, agreeing with you taking it. Uh, okay, I'm, I'm, I, and that and to be clear, I will bet that parlay on its own. But that's going to be like my foundation for my my yeah. bigger Ravens parlays. Those three picks because. Once you start doing seven, eight, nine leg parlays with player props in it, putting minus eight hundred uh, props in there is a good thing because it boot. Once you're on leg seven, eight, and nine, that minus eight hundred is coming in like uh, like a plus two hundred. It, it's Ooh, fucking yeah. boosting that shit quick. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, and then you got to throw a Ricard anytime touchdown in, but that's just a separate. Oh yeah, yeah. I will bet that, yeah, that, I, I bet that every week until it hits, and 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 yeah. uh, all the money we spent on it throughout the season we'll 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 make it back uh you know plus some if we hit it one yeah, time so you know i'm hoping it's another like plus 2400 ish again that, we gotta wait to, you number. know what we gotta wait till closer to, to game time to put it in because it went up to plus 2700 last month last week and i would i, yeah, would, I, would, I would really Kendall, hate to give away that 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 extra you probably gotta wait you, you might have to wait to live bet it though because sometimes when you live bet that's true it be higher too that's true somebody from FanDuel must you know, like somebody high up at FanDuel can alter the odds and must, you know, follow zone 32 and see that this has been a, a weekly occurrence. Yeah. Out of, Bo- out, of, out of Boston and Maryland, you get a, you know, handful of Patrick card anytime touchdown bits. <laughs> yeah. I know every single person who listens to this podcast who, who <laughs> is a better is, is putting in a Patrick card anytime touchdown bet right. every single and I week. Feel like, so I feel like we're affecting Vegas. Yeah. We're, we're, we're a strong <laughs> movement there and we're, we're fucking with the odds, but. FanDuel, fuck off. Just let us have this. All right, Trippy, what do you got? All right. I'm a, um, I was actually looking at the last time Lamar played the um, Cardinals. You know he threw for 272. but um, He ran for 100 that first yeah, time he played he, them, didn't he? Yeah, he, yeah, and he ran for 120 yards. So That was 2019, yeah, I mean, right? That was the 2019. Yeah, year. that was the home opener. Week two. But see, yep. what I'm going to do it. What I'm gonna do is – um. Like Drew said, like two hundred, but I think he probably can get two fifty. I'm gonna do like two fifty. Ooh, you're, okay. Two, two two plus touchdowns, passing touchdowns. All right. Um, forty plus rushing yards. I like Gus forty plus rushing yards. Give me uh, you could throw uh Justice Hill in there twenty five. My bad, uh, bro. Yeah. I'm just going in with certain little locks I like for real so far. Uh, yeah. And and of course my guy Zay. I'm gonna take Zay and Mark fifty plus rushing yards. I mean, uh, receiving, receiving yards. All right. Can I do it? Like can, 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 can I bet uh, Rashad Bateman like under twelve and a half receiving yards? Can I bet? No, that? don't do that. Don't do that. You gonna fuck your parlay up. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder what his line's gonna be this week. Last week it was sixteen and a half. Oh, the week before that it was fourteen. So it might go up to what? Yeah. Shit. It, it, well, if it's, Boy, if it ahead. is there, I might bet. I might take the over on it because he keeps he he does go over that. It's going over. Yeah, he like gets two catches. And who else? Yeah, I, like? Gets, I like. That's the real question. Does he get two catches this week? I don't know. Yeah, that's true. You know, another thing we got to start doing in our little parlays. If anybody listening, whoever listening, bet you got to start doing the total receptions. Give me uh Zay Flowers his over whatever that is. I like him for five. Uh, but you can just do alternate uh, alternate receptions if you want. Yeah, just you five. know, do, I would with him if you if you're juicing up a parlay, I would do either three or four. Yeah, and if his line, if you just want to do the straight over under, if his lines, you know, anything under five and a half. I yeah, it's probably it. five and a half. It's it, usually, five and it half. usually be like over. Well, it probably start going up now, though. But it usually yeah. be like over four and a half. 
Right. Yeah, four and a half seems like free money at this point. So if they bump that up to five and a half, you know, still. So what I would do in that case is I would do alternate receptions and take four plus. Plus, yeah. Oh yeah. So so that you're not losing that half. So that you're not having to get five, you know? If if Mark or Zay are, you know, four and a half, I'm taking that every time. And then if it's higher than that, then I do what you said and I go to the, you know, the receptions and do the alternate line. Yeah. Jake, what you got you got any leans? Any leans this week? Let's see. Me think on it. But obviously, because it's not legal in the state of California, I'm gonna go def. I'm gonna go defense. And just give you a little bold prediction. Let's see. A defense. You know what? An anytime defensive touchdown from the Ravens is not a bad bet this week. And it's been plus you know nine hundred ish or so. Yeah. You know. So yeah, it's it's like actually, so give me that. Roquan Smith catches his first pick and he takes it back to the house this week. Oh shit. Wow, you're getting Ooh. real specific with it. I don't think you can bet that, but uh, no, those odds are bet that anytime defensive touchdown though. Yeah, that's not. I don't like. I don't hate that at all. I think I might put. I, no. I might take that as a standalone. I don't need the. I need. Yeah. I don't need that fucking up a parlay, but I'll take it. I'll take it by itself. There you go. Yeah. Maybe yeah. I parlay a Ricard and um, defense anytime touchdown. That would be fucking yes. crazy ass payout. Because then it's, uh, that's the super win. Yeah, man, I, I like the Ravens minus uh twenty one and a half too. I, I left that out. In good conscience, I mean, technically we technically we all do, but yeah, thirteen and a half. Yeah. Oh, yeah. by the way, we all should be putting in a correct score bet for these predictions that we make. I just, do. Be, just because you can put in, you know, a two dollar bet if you want, because it to hit the correct score bet, it's plus value. To the fucking moon, like thousands, yeah. It's like, yes. plus, like I think um, I did mine last week. I think it was plus twenty seven thousand or twenty seven hundred. Yeah. I mean, yeah, right? yeah. I forget what mine was, but yeah. I mean, I'm I've bet mine every week, Same. just just because. Like, if you hit it, you look like a fucking genius and you make money. I put three dollars and twenty cents on it every week, for right? The record because I'm done thirty two. Okay, that's that's yeah. a good idea. I like that. Yeah. Okay. Maybe All right. I just want the screenshot for when I actually hit it. That'll that'll look cool. All right, I, I like these picks this week. I think I think uh, we'll make some money this week. I'm going to be in Florida. Oh, by the way, so uh, Jake, you, are you going to be around on Sunday? Yeah, yeah, okay. absolutely. We can do that pregame thing. Yeah, so we're going to do pregame me, Trippy, and Jake on PSF, and hopefully Drew checks in with us from the golf course. Uh, no, I'm going to be I'm going to be in Florida, and I'm going to be with my with my buddies, um, and we're going to you know obviously it's a four o'clock kick, so we're already going to have a whole you know basically a a whole afternoon of drinking uh before we start the stream so god knows what kind of shape i'm going to be in or where i'm going to be but i'm still i'm going to set an alarm to make sure that i don't miss it if you if you see me on the stream it's because i was less than 10 over so all right if you see me if you don't see me on the stream it's because i would not be fun or entertaining or i can't get internet service that's the other uh, i mean it's gonna be it's it's gonna be quick it's gonna be a quick it's gonna be like a a 15 20 minute thing just so just so you know we we touch base with people before the game starts yeah Um, i mean maybe somebody else will stream the game from the uh raven channel yeah i I wouldn't i wouldn't either um yeah yeah i mean and it's 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 nice because it's a 425 kick so we can we can wrap we can watch the entirety of those one o'clock games jump on stream for 15, 20 minutes right in time. You know, we'll, we'll probably stay on till kickoff, right? And then and then yeah. uh, head out after that. Sounds good to Damn. me. Damn, yeah. I don't have my sure. school on FanDuel. All right, we got to do uh, music. Yeah, we got to do a music discussion. So I think I won again. You did. You did. 
You did. Shocking. And I think there's been a misunderstanding. People thought this this makes more sense. This makes more sense as to why uh, Jake's dumbass weird picks were getting all those votes. (laughs) People thought that it was me saying they could suggest their own song. Uh, Yep. I know one dude tried to suggest to you I'm on a Marth. Some fuck it, that fucking Viking metal band. Yeah, yeah. I saw that on the Twitter. Yeah, I'm like, bro, you can't. Trippy was not having it. He was like, that. no, that's not how this works. Yeah. Yeah, so um, I think we do the field song. Um, that that's all our pick this week for the intro. Yep, 100% agree. So yeah, we just do that for it. I like the feel. So, although I yeah. know big crab cake, you know, little crab person. Cream, like cream of crab soup. Shit. Yeah, I, I don't even fuck with crabs, but yeah, <laughs> no. Shout out to Jimmy's though. Breaking no. breaking news: Trippy hates crabs. Bro, they be on Twitter talking about man, eat your crab, case and eat your crabs. I be like, I don't even like that shit. So all them jokes ain't even gonna get to me. I might eat a crab cake here and there, but crabs, nah. Yeah, you got to get the whole crab. You got to put the uh, you know, uh, fucking. Brown paper out on the table, the mallet, you know, the whole works. Will doesn't like that because Will hates fun, but um, that's that's the way to eat them. We should all get the butter too. Yeah. Sometimes I, I I just eat them, you know, if I can crack them open and eat them. Will doesn't like to work for his food because he said that we're not, uh, he said we're not, we're civilized, not savages anymore. So it's true. I mean, okay. Uh, remember on the stream, I was saying how, like, you know, in general, we are superior to Europeans, but you don't see Europeans going to fucking pumpkin patches and apple orchards and picking fruit for the farmer and paying the and paying the farmer for it. That's why did we win in seventeen seventy six, Will? Because we still have that, you know, that edge. They don't have that. that I'm that. saying this was this 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 enterprise was created after that. So it's it's American well, capitalism. Commerci- they've, they've now commercialized um, survival, which is weird, but yeah. Yeah, so so I just don't like the idea that you want me to pay to like prepare my own fucking food. No, I'm well, not yes. gonna pay. You go catch, I'm not gonna pay you, you for gotta that. Catch your own crabs is really the thing. Catch yeah, your own crabs no. and cook them. You, and give me the food. If I'm paying all that money for that for those crabs, I want you better give me that shit ready to eat. I'm not working for it. Getting cuts on my fucking fingers, getting old bay in my in 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 the my cuts and underneath my fingernails and shit. Fuck that, man. I don't like that shit. So, yeah, I, mean, when, I, I, know, love, ISIS, I love when ISIS captures I love, you. When I love crap. When ISIS captures you and tortures you, you can't survive it because you haven't gotten Old Bay in an open cut before. No, this I have. Why. It's not that I haven't done it. I mean, I've done it many, many times. I don't enjoy like people are like I love picking crabs. No, the fuck you don't. Who loves? <laughs> I do. You love picking crabs. Get the fuck out of here. No, you don't. Right, of course I do. But hey, yo, your face was funny as shit. Just no, like, you <laughs> fucking don't. You you, you just—it's like saying like, "Oh man, I love cleaning the bathroom." No, you don't. You think I clean shit in my house? I'm just I'm, 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 okay. I'm just using it's, it's an a example. Horrific, it's a just horrific using an example. example for me. This would be like if you went to Jiffy Lube and they were like, "All right, get out of the car and, and uh, change your oil, and then give us uh, thirty-five bucks." Right. <laughs> yeah. So just catch your own crabs and you don't pay for them. The, now you want me to catch the crabs too? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> What the fuck? We're I, superior I, crab. I want to pay someone to give me a meal of food that I can eat when it arrives in front of me. I don't want any other hassle. All I want to do is give them money, and then I eat the food. That's it. Yeah, see, now you're dependent on everybody else to survive when, you know, fucking Walking Dead happens. Like, I'm good to go. I can go catch my own food. I mean, I can. No, you're no. like, ah, oh, oh, I, oh, I got eaten by I am capable of this, but I find it 
uh, I find it offensive that I'm that I would pay someone to do work that they should be doing. That's very. So, go, um, so what if you go hunting for like days and shit? What you going to do? I'm not do doing that. that. Yeah, why not? Well, I ain't gonna lie, I, I wouldn't never do that shit. But I definitely told Ben Cleveland Sunday, like, yo, after the off season, I'm trying to go dead hunting with you. I he mean, said, all right, man. I don't know if he's serious, but if he's serious, I don't know why the fuck I was. I, I'm down for that shit. But I'll come with you. Shoot some deer. Nah, yeah, the, the, like shoot. fishing, all that. I mean, like I like to go out on the boat and drink. Like uh, you know, I do a fishing trip every every summer with my buddies, and we go out there. I might reel in one fish. I have no interest in the actual fishing part. I just want to be out on the boat drinking and hanging out with my buddies. That's yeah, how but I then am. you can catch catch some fish while you do that. They can catch the fish. You what are they eating? You just want to be out there. That's how I am. I went out with my man Jimmy a couple of times. I mean, yeah. I just, I mean, I just wanted to go out there to smoke and just say I was out there fishing for a little right. bit. But after it's just a while, a, you, you get away from things, be out on the boat. Yeah. That's nice. That's fun. But yeah. I don't You're like the, a I don't big like, ass fish. It's fun. I mean, it's whatever. The, I get yeah. no satisfaction from that. Why? I don't want to touch the fish. I, don't, I, don't, I got no interest in that. I ain't gonna lie. That shit is boring, though. Yeah, so oh, you boring definitely got like put some music yeah. on. Just right, that's what I'm saying. Like I'm saying, I don't see how people like can go out by themselves. Like that's boring as shit. You feel yeah, me? Like, you gotta yeah, go yeah. out there with somebody. Oh yeah, yeah, definitely. You gotta have it's gotta some be, company. It's gotta man. be a social, a social, uh, you know, atmosphere. You take yeah. the boat out, you sit out there for three hours, you pretend you fish, but really you just had a six pack and a fucking, you know, TV out there and watched a game by yourself. Peace. Yeah, I remember I fell in the water. Like, I'd rather you know go to the, get... I'd rather go to the bar. When, when you come That's off the deck, when you come off the deck to hop on the boat. <laughs> oh yeah. Your legs, you know, man, fucking I can't stand. Fuck he, I forgot what the fuck he told me. All I know, man, I went damn dead, man. I was scared as shit. Cause I don't know how I swim. I ain't even gonna lie to you. I don't know how I swim. Boy, I Man, you need to stay off shit. a boat. What the hell? You, I hope you're wearing a fucking life jacket. So you damn right. Good. We can't <laughs> lose trip. Floaties can't lose trippy to a fucking <laughs> fishing no, trip. I, I, Hell I no. I wouldn't go that far though. Shit, fuck that. I ain't that stupid. Even <laughs> once Patrick Queen signs, I'm gonna get him to invite me on a fishing trip. There you that's go. The, uh, there you have that's it. The that's the move. And that's gonna do it for us this week. We will be back to discuss this, that, and the other, recapping this bird game previewing another bird game but meanwhile <clears throat> it's time for me to die <sighs> no <laughs> subpar subpar not good max will figure it out zone zone 32 32